welcome to Wide World of Fan Fiction, the only show where fan fiction is treated as the high art form and purest form of literature that it is. And today, actually for the next 30-something days, it is June. And you know what June is? Pride Month. So happy birthday, gay people! <laughs> Co-executive producer Wobblefit was entrusted with finding some high-quality stories that highlight the, the stories of the LGBTQIA plus fictional characters and, um... One of them is gay porn. Uh, Wobblefit? Where did he put that one? Wobblefit. Co-executive producer Wabufet. He's ignoring me. Dang it. Well, we're gonna find out maybe today. <laughs> He's fired. <laughs> Naughty Wabufet looking at game. Wabufet, how many of them are? <laughs> Dang it, we can't have an entire month of game. We know what Ron DeSantis is showing up. <laughs> oh, Ron DeSantis, if you are listening to this, <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> Donald Trump flight. Anyway, let's not get political on the show, although we already did. Anyway, I'll tell you if I catch him sneaking out to go add more gay porn. <laughs> oh, I also have something else to tell you. Today's episode is sponsored by Midwest, hold on, by the entire Midwest. Yes, do you like corn and soybeans? No, I'm kidding. I It's 9 a.m. and I got up at 5 a.m. this morning. I don't know why. Today's sponsor is Midwest Toy and Comic Fest in Bloomington, Illinois. We're on, we're on September 30th, and through October 1st, you can come see my frightening visage, because yes, I will be there, and maybe co-executive producer Wobblefat if he's good. Seriously, where'd you hide it? It always sneaks in somehow. Should I have hired Gengar? Ryuk is sitting right next to you. He will do a... <laughs> How many plushies does that woman have? Does she have dolls? Yes, and they are my only friends! <laughs> they also do stairs to have a little bench I have in my room, and they're, and they're collectible and valuable. See, see, money! They're investments in my future. Wobblefet, you're an investment in my future. Also, I probably shouldn't have let you choose all the stories, should I? Seem like a bad idea. Anyway, today's story that it may or may not be. <laughs> Dang it, you mixed all these up for some reason. Did you want to go on an adventure? <laughs> anyway, oh, well, oh, if the. Oh, and if uh, 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 the owners and runners of the. Uh, or who, whoever's in charge of the Midwest Toy and Comic Fest is listing them. I'm probably going to say gay porn a lot this month, but I will keep it family-friendly as F if you... <laughs> oh, God. Here's a table. Oh, but you can also sponsor... I was going to say... <laughs> Sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was also important. Idiot. 
Anyway, they do spot, they're doing sponsorships and stuff. It's a really great convention. So if you want a table or want to be a sponsor or to meet some of their cool guests, Carlos Alazarki, Alazarki, got it, Alazarki. That's his name. I'm, I'm white. We're saying it that way. It's going to be there. And he's, an, and he's an, a, he's a pretty famous guy. And who knows whatever, what other guests will be there. Isn't that right? Co-executive producer Rob Fett. Well, I could possibly bribe. To warn me, which one is gay? He's still saying nothing. <laughs> anyway, today's story is on this lovely June 4th. It is from Marvel, and it is called Bishop Belova, A Tale of Love. It is the love story of Kate Bishop. Elena Belova, who was technically an aromantic asexual in the Marvel Universe, but hey, they can't be friends. They can't be, they're only lesbians. <laughs> no friendship, only sex. <laughs> Elena and Kate are roommates that are living in New York. Kate has decided to take a, on a career in public service. While y Elena continues working for Valentina, they love each other, but it's complicated by who they are and choices they have to make. It's rated case, so it's, yes, we're starting off the month on a family-friendly note, except if you live in Florida or Texas or Tennessee or, there's no sex in this, And it is romance drama as 19 chapters. We're not doing all 19 chapters. As a lot of words, 10 favorites, 14 follows. It's updated on February 13, 2002, and published in 2022. 22, sorry. 2002 is another one that's a really great crossover that I'm pretty sure isn't because because I because I I do I did take a quick peek at these yesterday. Ha ha! I almost caught you, co-executive producer Wabu Fett. I I half I know that half of these aren't gay. <laughs> I so really at least half aren't. I checked. So <laughs> so yeah, this is actually a pretty recent one and family friendly. <laughs> Chapter 1. Breakfast in Bed Kate tosses in bed as a cold winter breeze cuts through her sheets and up her exposed back. She tries to tuck the cover over her entire body, but the young lady lying in bed next to her won't allow for compromise. The young archer lets her guest boke Let's her let let's let Austrias. Her guest bogart the blankets up without further opposition. And keeping her annoyance hidden behind her shuttered eyes. Had she opened her eyes for just a moment, she'd have noticed Yelena sitting in a chair at the foot of her bed. It's not until the cover hog shrieks in terror that Kate springs upright with wide eyes. She breathes a sigh of relief when she sees that it's just her roommate. Yelena is leaning back with a nondescript expression on her face, but more striking is the serving tray in her lap. There's a small piece in her hand that she presents to her sleepy friend. Dude, why are you being weird? Kate asks. Yelena raises, rises from the chair, donning her Johnny Five pajama pants, white tank top, and purple house slippers. She walks a tray over to Kate and places it on top of her lap. The expressly confused brunette smiles charmingly at her bed guests and shrugs. So sorry about this, Kate whispers. You're apologizing to her? Yelena asks. 
finally acknowledging the partial nude female in her friend's bed. I'm the one who woke up early to make you breakfast, but you'll wake up late, she says. That is so rude. Their house guest shakes her head disapprovingly, then springs up from bed to get dressed. Kate rolls her eyes at Yelena, who has a, no who has a noticeably satisfied smile on her face. Before the, w the woman can leave, Kate calls out to her, Belen, Melinda! Yelena whispers under her breath, Shit, right, Melinda, Kate says, you don't have... But it's too late, the woman has already stormed out of the room into the foyer, and out of the apartment. And Kate points Yelena in the direction of the door. Try the scramble, it's so good, Yelena says before leaving the bedroom. The brunette lets out a hefty sigh but tries the food as suggested. A pleased look takes over her sour expression as she begins to rapidly devour her meal. Yelena is at the kitchen counter when Kate emerges from her room with an empty tray in hand. The blonde scans her appearance and tosses a towel up the at the pouty archer. Clean yourself up, you are a slob, Yelena says. Kate does as instructed before taking a seat at the island. She takes the sully, the sully towel and throws it back at the lethal trespasser. You think that's funny, Kate asks. You're the one who told me to wake you up early for work, Yelena says. I didn't say to sit there with a tray. Wait, that part was okay. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean sit and watch me until it was time to wake me up, Kate complains. Now Melinda will never call me again. I like you care. You couldn't even remember her name, Yelena says. That was only because I was disoriented by your weird behavior, Kate responds. Yelena tilts her head. Well, you do have the option to call her, she offers. Call, calling a brooding brunette's bluff? Calling the brooding brunette's bluff. Ugh. Kate squirmed to the suggestion and nods doubtfully. Of course, she's like Andrew, Caroline, Sam, the other Sam, the blonde adds. You have a commitment issue. It is so apparent. Really? Because I've committed to being your roommate for the past year, Kate responds. Yes, I'm sure the longest commitment of your life. Honestly, I had a trust road truck on call for the first two months. Kate jaw drops. What? You're a bit squirrely, Yelena adds. It's like you know me, Kate says, because I do. Yelena says, a wide smile on her face. Now get your butt out of the chair because because Griddles is waiting for you at the firehouse. Yes, dear, Kate says in a cartoonish tone. Yelena extends a lone cheek toward her bewildered roommate. Kate stands on the side of the chair, leans forward, and gives Yelena a peck on the cheek. The playful assassin folds her hands beneath her chin and grins. God, you're adorable, Kate says, exiting the kitchen. How can someone so lethal be so cute? She whispers before disappearing back into her bedroom. That was chapter one. Let's have the ooh. Let's um, we might be able to get through two or three chapters, and so far not bad. Bogart, that's Bogart. I uh, I think that means to what does to Bogart mean? I think that means to, that's a really old-fashioned way of saying to steal. Let me check that. I went to college. To Bogart, definition. Or was that a mis- <laughs> Oh, I'm- hold on, I- okay, put two G's. One- okay, one G. I was thinking the Harry Potter one. Selfishly appropriate or keep? Yes, I remember that. I- I-, I now I have to use it more often. Watch out, Jeopardy, here I come. Chapter 2! Inventory. Kate's sitting inside the station storage room when Grills walks in with two cans of soda. He passes one to his partner for sitting down and helping inventory the equipment. They move from the helmets to the gloves to the protective suits and breathing masks. 
masks. She counts as he adds them to the clipboard, inspecting them for flaws as they go. It's been an hour so far, and Kate has took has took notice of Grill's chronic pin fidgeting. You okay? She asks. You been antsy all morning. <laughs> you been antsy all morning. I'm good. Just got some stuff on my mind. He says nothing. Nothing. T O pressing. You want to talk about it? It's the least I can do after you recommended me to your unit chief. Kate says. No, that was all you. Top of the training class, he says. So, I've been meaning to ask, how's it living with your BFFRN? Kate wants at him. Best friend for right now, he says. Ah, she sighs. I see what you did there. Everything is going pretty great. I mean, I wake up to a cooked breakfast almost every morning, so if that's good, I assure you, we're just friends, she tells him. If I'm supposed to believe that you spend almost every walking hour with a waking hour with this woman who cooks all your meals, cleans up after you. You're making her sound like my mother. I clean too and do laundry now, Kate interrupts. Okay, fine. You're telling me that you two have nothing going on, Grills asks. Correct, Kate says, quickly continuing her count. Please forgive my skepticism, but you're a catch. Yelena is definitely a catch, and somehow you two chaotic but lovely women found each other. Why haven't you caught on to each other, if you don't mind me asking? Hold on, why is she definitely a catch? Well, I'm just a catch, she asks. No nice redirect, Grill says, before taking a sip of his drink. The vibration of his phone interrupts her conversation. Kate watches as a glance at his cell causes a shift in his demeanor. He smiles nervously at her before scurrying off to take the call. Kate creeps behind the storage door to eavesdrop. To eavesdrop. There's anxiety in his voice as he makes assurances to the person on the other side of the call. He suddenly hangs up and Kate rushes back to her seated position on the bench. So where were we? he asks, re-entering the room. You're calling me out for dodging your question, Kate reminds him. Right, you don't have to answer. I was just wondering, he says. Let's just say... I like the way things are now and change could mess things up, Kate says. I feel you on that one, he says. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They bump their fists together. <laughs> On with their work. They bump their fists. I shouldn't have said anything. I, I'm sorry I invoked the curse. That was a short... Huh, how far can we get with them? Not, not the entire thing. We don't have all day. <laughs> Maybe four? Huh? What do you think, co-executive producer Wagglevich? It's the Yuri on Ice story. That I saw it on the list. Is that the smut? Tell me! <laughs> Come on! Who's a good little Wagglevich? <laughs> Uh-oh, he's trying not to look at me. It might be that one, kids. Chapter 3, Home <laughs> It's nightfall when Kate comes staggering into the apartment, carrying a load of a precious day's work on her shoulders. Yelena is lying across the couch, but, she, but sits up when she hears her roommate moving toward her. The exhausted rookie collapses onto the couch between their two comfy dogs. She reaches into her coat to retrieve a plastic bag from her pocket and tosses it to the unsuspecting blonde. What is this, Yelena asks? Real mac and cheese, according to Grills, Kate says. He brought some to the station potluck once I asked if he could make some for you. He just got around to it. Yes! Yelena moans with a guttural excitement. I knew I liked that guy. She adds before digging into the bag and pulling out her food. She fans the possum with her hands, allowing the fragments to waft upward into her nostrils. I need a fork, she says. Kate's face is buried in the throw pillow by now. 
but that doesn't keep her from getting up to retrieve the needed utensil. She passes a fork to the hungry Russian and comes back onto the couch. Out of the blue, he asks me and he asks if you, me and you are together, Kate tells her. We are together all the time, Yelena says dryly. I think he means in a more intimate fashion, Kate says. I know, Yelena says, while she munches down on her dinner, staring down into her dish. She asks, what did you say to him? I told him we are friends, of course, and that's just how we like it. The pensive assassin stares up from her food. Did you inform him that I'm not built that way, she asks, making direct eye contact with Kate. I would never do that. It's not my place, Kate says softly. It's no big deal, really. You can tell him. You can tell whoever. I'm very comfortable with myself. The blonde goes back to focusing on her meal. There's pizza on the table, by the way, she adds. Seriously? You could have told me sooner, Kate says. She rushes to the kitchen, then returns to the couch with a piece of pizza. The greasy slice is dangling from one hand, and she uses the other as a drip tray. Yelena glares, gestures to the couch, then back up with the drippy slice. Kate rolls her eyes, but darts back to the kitchen and returns to the plate. Thank you, Yelena says before refocusing on her meal. So can I ask, she asks, you bring this thing up, you bring up this thing with grills, why? The usual brash brunette doesn't look at her friend who's laser focused on her and said, Kate concentrates on the television, she shrugs. Because we are talking about him and that tidbit came to mind, Kate says. You know, for j just trying to share my day. Yelena nods in acceptance before placing her attention on the television as well. And that's the only reason, she asks. Kate looks up from her pizza with half a smile. Yeah, pretty much, she replies, staring at the glaring light coming off the side of her friend's milky skin. Which is a sign that she was totally not in love with her at all. <laughs> it happens every time. <laughs> Awakened by a loud explosion, Elena is rattled as she jolts up on the couch. She breathes a sigh of relief when she realizes it was just the action movie they left playing. Through, through groggy vision, she notices Kate's head parked on her chest. The brunette's arm has a stronghold around her waist, and the compact assassin is confined to her position on the sofa. Her, arm, her, arms, her arms flail, trying to find a suitable position on her friend's body. She settles one arm at the end of the couch cushion and places the other around Kate's body. Careful not to wake her exhausted roommate, she uses the remote to silence the movie, then relaxes back into the cushions. Her eyes fixate on the contours of Kate's high cheekbones, and finds herself gently brushing the lanky locks away from her friend's face. After tucking the strands behind Kate's ear, she settles there, caressing the brunette's earlobe between her fingers, a tranquilizing experience as she begins to doze off. The sound of her phone vibrating off the glass coffee table rejuvenates her senses. Yelena snatches the phone from the table and buries it into her chest, but it's too late. The slumber... The slumbering archer wakes and signals her permission for the agitated blonde to answer. Yelena's soft bearing changes the instant she looks at the phone. She edges Kate from atop of her, of her and plants her feet squarely on the floor before answering, Yes, she says. Kate tosses her head backwards before shooting up from the sofa to start cleaning. There's a consecutive string of affirming words leaving Elena's mouth, but also a look of dissent in her eyes. Kate circles back from the kitchen and Elena grabs hold of her hand. I'm sorry, she mouths. Kate gives a nonchalant shrug, then continues cleaning the, li uh, the living room. Elena hangs up. I have to go, she says. Naturally, Kate says. Kate, please, Elena groans and hates the big shocking from her tone. She always manages to call when we make plans on my day off, Kate complains. It's a pattern, is all I'm saying. So what, you want me to say no? Gillian asks. I'm sorry. 
Say sorry. So, say no, Gilly asks. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Say sorry. I have plans with Kate Bishop, she says, struggling to slip on her boots. Kate leans on the kitchen island. You could just retire from life, you know, cash out the assassin 401k and move on, she says. Not having this conversation again, Yelena, Yelena says, rising from the sofa. I don't see how you can trust Valentina after she sent you to kill Clint, Kate argues. I knew you were still mad about that, Yelena says. She starts towards the door, but suddenly makes a detour in Kate's direction. The parting blonde leans her rosy cheek toward the archer, then pats the side of her face. Of the most, she purposely sent you to kill an innocent man, at the least, and she was too incompetent to check her information, Kate says, giving no attention to her friend's lingering cheek. Yelena concedes and kisses Kate on the, on the lip on the lips in lieu of receiving her own peck, then heads her to the door. See you soon, she says, before slipping out of, of the apartment, and, um, I think that's a good place to stop, so we didn't get to four, but yeah. Honestly, structurally, spelling-wise, like, I I caught two and a weird verb tense thing, but this this is a really structurally sound, and honestly, the vocabulary use on this is an experienced person. Also, 19 chapters in late February, late January, February, Jan in one month. They really did what a lot of, wait, wait, two months, I'm sorry, two months was last updated. So they probably, they did do a lot of, and honestly, they, they do also the characterization down pretty well. And it's a little bit hallmark movie e but in an adorable lesbian way. <laughs> They're like lesbians, but in Vermont and Grandpa's maple syrup farm is failing because big city business and only their love and reunite and uh, bringing uh, the town together for, for festival uh, will uh, save the farm and, and then they will live happily ever after and there, there's a child with a sled. You know what those movies... <laughs> Child with sled. I love <laughs> Lesbians in Vermont. <laughs> oh, gosh. Is that not a Hallmark movie already? If it is, I, I, want, I want a portion of the profits because it was my idea. If someone makes it... <laughs> But yeah, I just, uh, I do, they do, they're, the will they won't they thing is kind of weird so far because, oh, they just kiss each other on the lips and they spend them the cuddling. They love it. I don't know. Is it too, is it obvious, I, is it too obvious they are, it's will they now or what's, won't. I don't know. They're in love with each other and everyone else can see it but them. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember who that the firefighter. I've only seen parts of Hawkeye uh, because um uh, I uh, uh, le illegally on the internet. <laughs> can you afford streaming? I can, but I don't want to pay for it. It's I want to retire, damn it. <laughs> there are too many streaming services. If I was a lesbian in Vermont, I would just stare. <laughs> I just stare out over the 
field of the majestic fields of people. Oh, fuck. That's bleh. Sorry, that was my phone. I said a curse word. <laughs> I'm sorry, Podbean. I give me. I don't get a gold star today. <laughs> it, what was I? What was I? Oh yeah, the the fields of Vermont with coffee and just go ah. Oh, and there would be a dog, and the child with a sled would come by and be like, "Hello, hey, Leslie!" Like, "Hello, yes, I am, and I am in Vermont, Timmy." My name's not Timmy. Shut up! What are you doing here on my farm? Are you? You aren't growing drugs, are you, Timmy? That's the subplot of the movie. That's what he uses the sled for. It's the middle of spring. What's the sled for, Timmy? What's in the box, Timmy? Timmy, small drug lord. The drug kickback it's not maple syrup, it's better! <laughs> Add that to the movie, too. Yeah. You screw the rules, Hallmark Corporation. Add drug <laughs> Old man who owns a failing quite... What, what's a... Travel agency. He owns a travel agency and he... He is, he, and he is my, and he is one of the lesbians' father. He's like, oh, I wish you could meet someone nice, although you're a lesbian. Like, oh, great. I was like, oh, dad, I'm a lesbian in Vermont. I don't have many options. Like, oh, you'd be surprised if you do. Um, help, help me the, what, uh, arrange brochures and look at pictures of planes, like olden times. Like, you did, what a child. I don't know what to try. I've only been to one once and my parents took me because they're old. <laughs> oh, and the other lesbian is a big city lesbian who works for the company that wants to take over the farm that Timmy is growing. The this could be the best Hallmark movie. <laughs> and they just wore a lot of flannel and this. <laughs> What were we talking? I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm, I was a, I'm a creative genius. Oh, yes, the story. This story. Atlas Bands of Vermont. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I anyway, I think this is a pretty... Uh, there were some minor errors and the... Will they? Well, is it too much? Will they? I bet, but you know what? Well, it's it's not. It's it's a pretty good romantic story, and if I can tolerate it, anyone can because I I'm a romantic, so I'm not going to be in a lifetime movie if, they, if there's lifetime. I mean, Hallmark lifetime movie. Yes, it's dying alone, a horror story. Anyway, Hallmark movie. No, I think. I'm not going to move it to Wisconsin and bang the son of a cobbler. <laughs> Are cobblers? I don't know. Unless he's hot. Unless he was hot, like, hey, baby, you like shoes? Uh, yeah. 
Do you like six? I will give you six. <laughs> you also take PayPal. <laughs> If you like, if you like, uh, if you like gay romance and drama, I actually would recommend Bishop and Belova. And honestly, let's see what else. Tam, oh, Tam Boluver. I forgot to say the author's name. Maybe she could help me write lesbians of Vermont. <laughs> should we send her a message about that? And well, they honestly, Tam Boluver has a lot of experience, and she doesn't. And she's joined in 2014, so, uh, yeah. She, and she has nine stories. Uh, she has Warrior Nun and per oh, a lot of TV and comic book stuff. So, if you like TV and comic books, come here. Actually, it's... <laughs> this is... Honestly, it's not too typical. Like, I'm not like other girls kind of stuff. There's actually some nice variety, and she has some different... This is a very well-rounded person. I'll have to give Tambulair that. Oh, what are her? What are their favorite stories? That's her telling. The Luther Legacy. Oh, big DC person here. So if you like DC, go go read Tambulair. Oh, if you like Marvel, uh, you know, just go read. Go read her. Just go go. This is actually a really awesome. <laughs> is actually a really good writer. So go check her out. And also. <laughs> Coming soon to the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Lesbians of Vermont. <laughs> they they have all the flannel in the world, but all the flannel won't make up for love. Lesbians of Vermont. Big city lesbian wants to take over small town. <laughs> Farm that Timmy also grows drugs on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Oh, and definitely go to Midwest Toy and Comic Fest on September 30th in Bloomington, in Bloomington, Illinois. And they definitely support Timmy's business picture in Vermont. Hey, it's legal now. <laughs> Uh, that and have a wonderful day. Now, so don't forget to submit your own stories, or you can also sponsor me or give me a table or invite me to your con because I think I'm a pretty cool person. Aren't I? Aren't I co-executive producer Wabba Fetch? It's Legend of Korra the gay porn because honestly, the, but I don't think it is. I'm reading his body language. Dang it! We will get. We'll find it eventually. I know it was a fit, you pervert. Anyway, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. And, um, maple syrup. Bye. <laughs>